Shareable is part of C-Suite Radio. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this either is or will become your favorite podcast. This is Shareable, the podcast so good, you got to tell someone about it. I'm your host, Jeff Gibbard, and every episode I talk with someone about the impact that people and technology have had on their career and their life. So let's get to it. Today's guest is Bart Mraz. Bart is effing awesome. And you're gonna notice something different about today's episode. You see, today's episode is not over Skype like we usually do, and I've been doing for the past uh, four years or so. Today is a face-to-face episode, so Bart actually came into the studio, our brand new podcast studio for Shareable, and sat with me face-to-face and had a conversation about people and technology in his life. So you definitely deserve to listen to this episode for yourself, for your family, for the world, because this episode is Shareable. Here we are. This episode of Shareable is something different, something different than you've ever heard before in your life because it's live. I have someone literally, literally sitting across from me right now. Literally. You are literally sitting across from me. This is a really different feeling for me. It's like, there's usually like the Skype distance between us or like in the middle of the interview, you'll just like and like cut out, but that's not going to happen today. No, we're a foot away from no, each other. No, we are like I could – I can reach out and if you were to reach out your hand, like we can – we just we just touched fingers. Like we're that close. Yeah, we are. This is the first face-to-face episode of Shareable. I'm so happy to be joined by an incredibly handsome individual with a face for radio named – what is your name again? It's Bart Mraz. It's Bart Mraz. And he is the first, the very first, not only the first shareable face-to-face, but my actual first face-to-face podcast interview. Aww. How does it make you feel? It makes me special. It's a different kind of feeling. <laughs> it is. It is. I like well, what we're doing here. This is good. This is this, nice. Yeah. I have my coffee. You have your coffee. Yeah. We, uh, we, we both have professional level equipment uh this you you may notice now shareable listeners that you can actually hear the sound of my voice and how smooth and sexy it is that wasn't happening before well i mean when it was through the blue yeti and through the internets um i just don't think it was as clear Eh, a little bit delay Eh, maybe but i think today it's gonna sound a lot better you get that you get that like feels like a phone call yeah. Feeling. Like this? This ain't no phone call, baby. No. This no. is real. No. I appreciate so, the, the professional setup, though. Thanks, man. I really like what we've done with the place. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, once we have the soundproofing, it'll sound even warmer. And uh, I'm going to try and have snacks for my guests, like peanuts and uh, crudité. That's better than airlines lately. Yeah, probably. <laughs> true although i don't know if crudite is probably the best podcast food because the crunch may may inhibit the the fun sound of listening. Get cheese in your mouth and you're like Rah. cheese has like a yeah kind of smacking sound that's not, not really good i think coffee and water is you're good coffee no we need liquor in the coffee although it is morning i don't know if this is the time although irish coffee in about 20 minutes we can literally do this is it actually i found out minutes? i found out where irish coffee actually got started where did not in ireland no Apparently, the originator is in San Francisco. 
Wow. Yeah, I stayed like a block away from there. You know, we always talk about the innovation coming out of San Francisco, but we never talk about Irish coffee coming <laughs> no, out of No, I didn't know that. That's why I actually looked it up and went to breakfast there. I think that's also where Bulletproof Coffee came out of. Where's Dave Asprey from? Who knows? Actually, middle of nowhere now, so. Is that true? Actually, Bulletproof Coffee did not come from there, his version of it. Original, actually, was Bulletproof Tea. Well, yeah, butter coffee or butter tea. Right. Yak butter. <laughs> that's that's a common Tibetan delicacy. No, that's actually true. That's just where it came. It's from. actually not a delicacy. It's a common. It's an actual it's common it's part of their, part of the thing. It's like American cheese for Tibetans. <laughs> sure. I, at least that's my understanding. I, I read that on Wikipedia. Uh, I hope that my friends that we're live streaming can hear us. I I don't. We're live streaming this too because screw it. Why not? Um, so Bart, let's uh, let's let's talk about some things. Is that you buzzing? That's me buzzing. Why are you buzzing, bro? Uh, I tried to turn it off, but it wasn't turned off. So we're well, gonna do this right now. Okay, we're we're gonna right now. We're just gonna wait for Bart to uh, to take off his notifications um, because they're interrupting the flow of our conversation, and I can't have that. I will not stand for it, Bart. He was doing a time lapse as well because everything at once. Um, during this episode, at some point, you will hear Caroline, our producer, coming into the studio. We apologize in advance for her rudeness, but she had to go and get herself a delightful beverage. So, Bart, let's not wait for her. Let's get right into this. Let's do this. For all the people listening, tell them who you are and what you do. Give them your, give them your basic intro. The elevator pitch, if you will. I hate the elevator pitch. Don't do an elevator pitch then. Just tell them who you are and what you do. <laughs> uh, I'm Bart. I own a, a fantastic e-commerce consulting firm called Sumo Heavy. Uh, we're based out of Philadelphia and New York. Uh, that's, you know, I kind of do that. Um, have a great team that does a lot of work with e-commerce clients. That's my intro. It's a good intro. I like what you've done with the place. So, Bart, let's talk about you. Let's talk about you and how you use technology and how people have impacted your life. Because it's interesting. We've known each other for quite a while now, haven't we? Yeah, it's been It's, it's been, been a bit. years. It's been yeah. many, many years at this yeah. point, I think. I would say we're, we're going for probably, probably like 10 now. Yeah, it's probably about uh, around that. Um, so Caroline's coming in right now, interrupting us rudely, just as we were about to get started. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, Bart, uh, I already know the answer to this, but the people listening don't. Are you an early adopter or a late adopter or somewhere in between? Always early. You Always. know that. I know. You even have this cute little like uh, iPhone stand that you carry around in your wallet. I know. It's kind of weird. That's some early adopting type stuff. Yeah. It's pretty it's cute. Neat. It works. Yeah. All right. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say your technology usage would be self-rated at? Like 10? A 10? <laughs> I live and breathe it. Wow. You're the first to give yourself a 10. Yeah. Because I do it all day long, every day. You're kind of immersed with it. It's, I, I mean, give it like nine and a half. Like okay. the half is like, oh, I need a break. Yeah, I always think of that question as interesting because you could compare yourself to others or compare yourself to uh, what you think your pinnacle would be or whatever. So it's, I think it's always interesting how people answer. I actually had two people back to back, one who's a self-described Luddite and one who works in technology. And the Luddite rated themselves higher in their technology usage than the tech person, because the tech person, I think, saw the whole world of tech and was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm, I have so much further to go. It's the Socrates thing. Yeah. You know? the, the, I don't know. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. Um, so, okay, next thing. Uh, when you go online, when you go onto social medias and uh, you have the option of doing what you're most instinctually drawn to, do you create content, curate content, comment on content, or just quietly watch? 
Ooh, are you like a lurker or you're a uh, critic? I'm all of them at the same time. We all are, but what's your what's your what's my instinct? Yeah, what's your um, main thing? I I lurk. I read more than anything else, so I consume content more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like, more. You're, so you're more drawn to just consume what's happening than yeah. to contribute to it. Yeah, and I guess for it doesn't only go for like social media. I think that goes for any part of what like what my job is and what I do. I like to consume stuff, so. Because, you know, I run the business development side of the company and, and bringing clients and stuff like that. So for me, it's more of reading and consuming and gathering the info than anything else. All right. That's a fair point. Yeah. It's interesting. I would have thought you would have said uh, like curate or – I don't curate know. Curate Because you are a techie person and I think – But you got to read lurking. before you curate. That's true. I, I mean we all read and lurk and do all that. But I mean when I think of my first instinct, it's to create things. Like I am naturally drawn to putting my face out there and writing things and expressing my thoughts and contributing to – the, you know, the yeah, my natural is not, um, yeah. although we do it a lot now, but it's not, it's actually consuming more than anything else than creating, which has always been the case for me. I like info and, and information where it's you're gathering the info that you need. Mm-hmm. So from, yeah, I don't, like we said before, I have a face for radio, so it's Fair. funny. Um, it but is. no, it's just never been like, I force myself to be, to try to put it out there and be out there, but it's still rough. Mm-hmm. It's not, not my natural state. All right, fair point. And then um, I already know you are an iPhone user, not an Android user. But didn't you used to be an Android user? Yeah. What made you switch? Um, I think as soon as so was a Windows user and Android user for a very long time. Um, grew up in. I that, remember you were a hardcore Android user. Yeah, and a hardcore like Windows user and like that. That. Um, I think when we started really started using Macs and converted the whole company became all Apple based. When Apple became a thing and it just made more sense. So everything just became It Apple. all just works together. Yeah, it's just easier. I mean, I had an Android when we had a Mac, but it's just so much. Like, iPhones became better and it's just a whole, I don't know, it just made sense. All right, fair. So, Bart, how has the way you've chosen to use technology changed your life? You know that this show is about people and technology, and I want to talk to you about you made choices along the way to adopt technology, either consciously or unconsciously, and that has affected your career path. And I want to know how you perceive the impact of that technology and specifically your choice of how to relate to those technologies. Um, so I've, you know, I've got a degree in business and MIS. Like technology is always around. I've been around it for a very long time. That's a chosen field I've been into. Um, but overall, like I look at something like what we do, e-commerce. I never dreamed it was like, hey, I'm going to get into e-commerce. That's what we do. I fell into it accidentally. So from a tech perspective, yeah, that that is part of that. Where did it start though? Like were you like a techie kid? Like how did you – like so, yeah, so you so, started us at like business and MIS. But like go back further than that. Like what was the – were you just like a geeky kid? Like were you like an AOL and Prodigy type kid? Like where did this start? No. Um, so I was born in Poland first of all. You know, communism was fun. Fun Always, fact. Fun fact. Fun fact. Um, so tinkering with a black and white TV, you know, with tubes and stuff, that was fun. Not really. Um, <laughs> no, it just, it was interesting. As soon as I got to the States, I started playing with computers, playing with, you know, ripping stuff apart. So always been interested in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I come from actually doing networking and uh, security for credit unions. So I don't come from the development side. I've come from hard networking side. Mm-hmm. Um just through high school, through everything, like I put myself through school that way. Just, 
just so what drew going. you to it? Was it like coming from a communist country, coming to here, America, the land of the free? Did you just see like this is your pathway to like financial freedom and like American dream? Because no, networking doesn't sound like fun. No, it was just, uh, I guess, nature and nurture. You get interested in tinkering with things, mm-hmm. playing and ripping stuff apart. And computers was the the natural thing that you just did. Like I grew up in the days of you know AOL and Prodigy, and before that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So just did it. Like I don't. There's no like. It's weird for me to like point a finger to like I was interested in this. I just was interested in tech. So you were just around it, adopted it. Were like willing to yeah. be open to it. Yeah, because like I, my first computer was Commodore sixty four, which I think is still in my parents' attic. Do you know how much that thing is worth probably? And I have everything to it, by the do you, way. Do you like, still have like the, the games on it and all that stuff? I have the printer, the two drives, like the whole – like the monitor from Commodore 64. Oh I have the whole You know those thing. dot matrix printers? I would love to see just like uh, – uh, you know how they have like the Yule log yeah. at like uh, Christmas time? Like can you imagine like a YouTube video? It's just like the dot matrix printer just printing out. Was like, that that slow, slow uh, video yeah. thing yeah. that they're doing? It? Yeah, that would be really funny. So I used to – when I worked at Temple, we had like the fast ones and you could uh, just yeah. like – we had to – you could print a like wall. a page in like six minutes. You were but like, it was like Whoa. yeah, it was crazy. Um, yeah, but just got interested in it and just kept on going with it. I think I was always tinkering with things, and I think I missed some of that mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I mean, when I had like just boxes and boxes and of just computer parts, mm-hmm. you know, I probably still. It's funny. I looked at my apartment just the other day. I was like, why do I still have these drives? Like laptops that are like you know absolutely completely but I still one have day them. i'm gonna get these floppy disks converted <laughs> yeah. right one day no, actually i, I kind of wish i had some of like my old like uh middle school writing that i did on a computer and yeah, remember you had to like yeah you had to like bring 10 floppies because like nothing fit on it you yeah. Know? yeah yeah that's totally i remember all that so what like what's it look like for you now so like you know you're you're somebody that adapts with the technology over the time and mm-hmm. and now you're in this field and you guys work primarily in on magento correct uh that's one are, of our are you expanding outside beyond uh, that? yeah i mean we're a consulting firm now um it's all about tech, so it's all over the place. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a big platform we use. So how are you adapting? Like the, the, this is constantly a changing space. Obviously, e-commerce is is still a growing space. There's entrants like Shopify. There's Magento. There's people doing homegrown stuff. There's people on Squarespace. Yeah. Like how are you keeping yourself current? How are you adjusting to threats? How are you deciding where to move and where to go? Um, so for us, it's all about the client. Um, so we're very focused on stuff. So it's sometimes it's slower. So the, the team itself is a little more slower on adopting new things. We'll play with them. I'm more of the looking at new things all the time. Um, what we've done sort of <clears throat> differently is, you know, we look at every piece of technology that's out there, but it's not necessarily good for the client all the time. Um, I've adopted my personal way, like, I, I have a book bag with me, but there's a lot of times like I could have just come here with a phone mm-hmm. and not have a laptop with me, nothing else. Like I've done those trips where I'm just with the phone because we've, you know, we made it so that we don't have to. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to travel with anything else because the technology allows you to. So just for me, the most important right now is just having the phone. Yeah. The laptop, I can just leave that at home if I need to. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, sense. man, let's talk about people. Yeah. Let's pivot. Let's talk about the people because we could talk about tech all day because we've done that over breakfast a number of different times. But let's talk specifically about people. Um, Over the course of your life, there have probably been people that have been like major influences, people that have shifted your perspective. And I think you're a very self-assured person in the way that you conduct yourself and make decisions. But I'm sure that there's people along the way that have had like kind of massive impacts on you, right? So Mm -hmm. can you talk to me a little bit about someone who maybe changed the course of your life forever? 
in some way or another? Like a really profound big experience. Um, well, there's like a few of them, but <clears throat> I would say the first company I ever worked for outside of school. Um, and it, it kind of changed the course of what we do and how we run our business. Um, so I had a job straight out of school with a small company and just did not like how the CEO ran a company. It's basically taught me everything, not how to run a company ever. Yeah. We, we talked a bit about the, uh, the whole like learning so much from bad bosses thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's, that's a profound, that's a big one and how, you know, the company was doing everything, but instead of just, you know, the reason we just do one thing is because of that. So that's one. Um, and the other one actually is probably when we started or I started hanging out at Indie Hall, um, met a lot of good people. So it's not one person, but it's just that whole environment kind of lets you do what I do. And I got into this. Like, it's weird, like how e-commerce became a thing for me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to. <laughs> I was always in tech support, not this, and it became an agency. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a strange way. So it's not really just one person, but it's just like a group of people that made it happen at that time. I would say seven, eight years ago. Got it. There's not like a single person you can point to that's like made Bart Bart? No. That's well, not, yes, my parents, but no, I don't mean like in a biological way. I just mean more. <laughs> no, like, I mean in a biological, but like physical too. Like my parents are, you know, I get a lot of the stubbornness from my dad, but I also get the hustle from my mom. Like those two were immigrants. I mean, mm-hmm. so am I. But like that, a lot of that hard work and stuff like that—that's my parents. And all right, there's one person, my grandma. See, I knew if I pushed, you I know. I just kind of like it, just kept on going. But I really, my grandma. I grew up with my grandma till I was twelve. Um, she has a big, huge impact on my life. Um, the loving people type of thing is definitely her. Yeah, and if you think about how that's impacted your career, yeah, and and your life in general. I mean, I think um, you know, I see you as a very <laughs> Big and cuddly person. That's who I am. Like you are. Like you're a big cuddly presence. Like when I see you, I just want to give you like a big giant bear hug. And (laughs) and I pretty much always do. Um, And I think that if you trace that back, you know, is that grandma? Is that what that's from? Yeah. Grandma always took care care of everybody. And I have that quality too. I Mm -hmm. like taking care of people as much as I can. Yep. And that's that's good and bad at the same time. But it is what it is. And I think, okay, so now I'm going to tie some things together. I'm going to connect some dots here, right? So you had that first kind of shitty CEO. You had that experience, right? You've got grandma who takes care of everyone. You've got mom, you've got dad, you've got these as like your primary influences. We, about maybe a month ago, I was telling you about my book and I was telling you about like different pieces of like my thoughts on leadership. And you said one word that describes how you see running sumo heavy. What's that word? It's family. Boom. I just tied it all together. See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what's, that's what's really happening here is that you, you take these, uh, influences and, and if you really look back at it, you've got the, the grandma that kind of took care of everyone, had it all together. You do that. You've got the mom that gives you the hustle, the dad that gives you the stubbornness. And then you've got that bad CEO who didn't treat people like family. And there it is. Oh, Jeff, you tie so stuff in the bag. Uh, I know, right? It's like it was all right there, just sitting there waiting for me. I mean, I know that. I mean, like, that's for us, it's always been the family thing. You yeah. Know? Um, and in some cases, actually, literally family. Yeah. Um, so that 
it's always worked for us. Yeah. You know, By the way, I, I added that to the book and I gave you a shout out uh, that like there's a, a whole section on like in, in the leadership that, you know, I think family is a big component. You have to treat your people like family because families generally are loyal to one another. And yep. I think uh, when you treat your people like family that, you know, you're going to get that same kind of loyalty. Yeah, I do have a pretty loyal team and, you know, we bicker and stuff like that. What family doesn't? You yeah. Know? But another day we're still family. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, Bart, I think you're quite wise. I Aww. think you're quite wise. But let's be real. You weren't always this wise. No. No. So I want you to take me back and I want you to have Bart of today go back and confront Bart of yesteryear, the younger Bart. And I want you to tell him what lesson you wish he would have learned that much earlier in his life. The thing that would have avoided you, heartbreak in business, in personal, whatever, that piece of advice that would change your life for the better. Um, slow down. <laughs> I love that certain themes keep coming up. That's awesome. It, it, Go on. It is. So I, I just had this conversation with somebody. It was, um, you know, just done 38, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Oh, by the way, happy birthday. I just, thank you. <laughs> I just turned 37. Hey, there you go. Um, but I remember like that, like the internship from like, um, college, um, where I thought I knew everything. It was like this youngster that just like, hey, I know everything and I'm going to be. And I had a boss go, I love the enthusiasm, but slow down. <laughs> it's the experience that people don't have. Like, you know, and like I had a conversation about that. And actually Gary actually just had an episode about that kind of stuff. It was about like, you know, the youngsters being so like gun ho about stuff, but patience about it. Like, Slow down for a second. You got the whole life in front of you, you mm -hmm. know? And yes, would I – it's not the – I don't think I would – like if I could give that advice to my younger self at all because I think you need that hustle and that perseverance. Like you got to learn that lesson, mm -hmm. you know? So you have to – so you wouldn't even tell yourself to slow down because that's something you feel like you have to go through to learn. You have to earn that. You have to earn slowing down? Yeah. Okay. Not slowing down but earn that lesson. Like, yeah. You need to get smacked really bad. Like, oh, whoops. <laughs> Got it. That's actually an interesting – I've never actually had somebody answer quite like that. But I think that makes a lot of sense that the the best lesson is actually not one that you can be told but sometimes the one that you have to earn to learn it. Yeah, and like you know, everybody's like, oh, millennials, millennials. And I was like, millennials are hungry and, and happy to work their butt off too. It's just you're just not giving them enough credit either, you know. Yeah. And I know how that feels. I know exactly how that feels. I mean, we were working on a big, humongous projects, and you know, I've done the seventeen hours, twenty hours every single day for four for a few weeks because stuff had to get done. At some point, you become like, well, "Why we're we doing this way, not a different way?" Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, Does that makes sense. No, it does make sense. Absolutely makes sense. Um, so, all right. I'm trying to decide where I want to take you on the, the last question because I always have two different paths I could take people down. And I think you're equally qualified to talk about either. Um, so I think I'm going to – I'm just probably – I might just ask you both. Um, so first question would be, um, you know, you've kind of come through the ranks and you kind of landed yourself in e-commerce. And I think along the way you've learned a lot of people skills. You've learned a lot of skills in particular technologies or ways of doing business. Like I always love picking your brain about how you run your business, the actual – things. Yeah. But if you're going to advise people listening and you're going to tell them one skill that they're going to need in the future, what's the one skill you think that they would need above all else? Listen. Literally listen. 
shut up and just listen. Um, and this has come up a lot of times differently and then teaching like my team to do that and, and doing that. Just listen. You don't have to talk much. Like listening and just shutting up like is like a powerful tool. And you know that you sell things for a living. Like mm-hmm. just not talking is a very powerful sales tool. And I think that people get nervous and just overdo it. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't. Be patient about it. Just listen. Mm-hmm. Because it's the same thing with reading. It's the same thing with consuming content, right? You're consuming all the info, put it together, and then you make something happen. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my like little thing. Just got to listen. That's good. It's also one of the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Correct. Yeah. I think it might even be embedded in several of them. but Probably, yeah. but, but I've never read it. Important. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> read it either. I've, uh, I watched a, a YouTube video that was like the, the cheat sheet version of it, but it's on my reading list, but uh, it's one of those things. Um, so then the other thing would be if uh, if you were to advise people listening to go and do something today that would make their life better. So it has to be something that they can do like today. It can't be something that like – I guess it would be something that they could start and do forever. But I mean something they could do today that would make an impact in their life, actionable, done listening to this episode. They put down their headphones and then they go and do this thing. What would that thing be? Ooh. Um, that's kind of hard because – That's the point of my questions. I don't want them <laughs> no. – no softballs. That's ridiculous. No, I mean it depends on the person, right? Like you can't – giving a big advice like that is, is a little strange because it's like oh, it's something given you to yeah, do something. It's but it's from than... you. It's a thing that like you uh, – that you think okay. is valuable in your life that you would pass on to somebody that they could go do today. Go, go create. Go do something. Actually, I do have one. See? I knew you would – I see, all I have to do is keep pushing you on shit. I know because you love me. I do. I do. You're a big cuddly bear. Do, period. <laughs> do, period. I like that. It's a good logo, too. I know. We'll have to put that in the show notes for people. Oh, yeah, we will. you send it to us? Yeah, we'll. Yeah, give it to Karen. Um, yeah, just do, period. Okay. I mean, literally, just do stuff. it's just not just do it. Just, uh, just do stuff. JFDI? Do stuff. <laughs> um, just do. Like, it, it's it's the, you know, people wait to plan too much. They wait to just do it. Like, if so it's something it creative, like... Start something that you've been planning. Just do it. Just do just it. Do, do Get the thing. Because you start. never know where it's going to head. You know what I mean? Like... I started company because I just did it. It wasn't – there was no plan for it. Mm-hmm. There isn't. It still isn't a plan. Everybody's like, what's your business plan? I'm like, I don't know. Business plan. <laughs> I just I just went, we're doing this and we're smarter matter that we're going to consult. That's yeah. what we do. And then and then if it doesn't work, we'll pivot. Figure we it do out. something else, we'll right? Something but different. you have to start – you have to start it. Like there's no – just start. Like that's just one of those. Yeah. I think that's the biggest issue people have. They listen too much to things and they read too many things and – Gary Vee talks about that a lot, right? He does. But I don't quite agree with the overall sentiment of it. But And, and to that Sound point, I think right. – Yeah, like I think you have to kind of balance them. But but I do think that the starting is a thing that often is the piece that's missing. People right. do a lot I, of research, a lot of research, a lot of research. They but do a lot of doing anything. And they don't do anything. Right. With the, for me, like I do research and, and content and stuff like that because I, I want to use that to do something and not mm-hmm. – the opposite where you're just like you're stuck. Plan with like, the intention yeah. of doing rather than yeah. plan with the intention of continuing right. the plan. Right. All right. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah. Are you ready for rapid fire questions? Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Okay. First question. Where are the apps in your dock? Oh, you're going to love this one. I will actually. If it's, <clears throat> I swear to God, if they're the standard iPhone apps, I'm going to be so disappointed in you. Uh, well, two of them are. That's allowed, I guess. I mean, phone and text. I mean, come on. Yeah, I guess so. given, but um, if you notice, um, my front page of my iPhone is there's nothing on it. That's kind of wild. Yeah. So I have uh, I use Hop for my email because I like the um, sort of 
text. It looks like a text message when you reply. Interesting. Uh, back and forth. I kind of like the fastness of it. And then just a to-do list that's not even a crazy one. What's your to-do list that you use? Um, I started using Handle um, because it integrates your email and stuff like that. So you can just kind of pop it in there and okay. it has the Siri built in and all that kind of fun and stuff. So it's been it's been ex- actually kind of interesting to, all right, to so what use. are the four? Uh, it's phone, handle, hop, and messages. That's it. Phone, handle, hop, and messages. And my front page is empty. It is empty. That's weird. Um, okay, so what's the one application, mobile, desktop, or web that you can't live without because it's just so damn useful? Uh, right now, I would say hop just because I do, 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 do. A lot do, of do, doing. Do, do, doing. Just a lot of email. Yeah. Okay. I pretty much live in it. Yeah. Um, so email application. Email application, yeah. Always email application. Yeah, I probably use it the most. Okay, fair. Um, all social media sites are being deleted tomorrow. I don't know if you heard about this, but it's a thing. Really? Uh, it's part of the new healthcare bill. Um, and you get to choose which one lives on. That's a rider in the bill. So I'm letting you, Bart, pick which social media site gets to live on forever. Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Good. You're like, uh, uh it, what? Interesting. Uh, I did not expect that, but uh, <laughs> one book every business person should read. Can't. It doesn't have to be a business book. Just what's one book that you think every business person should read? Ooh. Um, I think Never Eat Alone from Keith Harazzi, which okay. is one of my favorites. Cool. Um, and you should follow that a lot. Um, it's that whole idea of obviously Never Eat Alone type of thing, but it's all about networking and, and, and stuff like that. So I think that's the best, best thing to do. Um, can you hit cancel on that? Thanks. Um, Life callers. I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> you can actually do <laughs> We actually can do call-ins now. Well, actually, we're missing one piece of equipment in order to do it. Um, but I think we could do it. Um, okay, final one. Final question. Bart, are you ready? Yeah. Final question. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Mind reading. Mind reading. So you would yeah. want to know what's on my mind right now? Well, I always know what's on mind, which is kind of scary itself. It is. But it's true. It's rare. Uh, no, um, I think I have this fascination with the mind itself mm-hmm. um, from – being a salesperson, like you kind of like kind of like read people type of thing, and I have this weird fascination about that. Trying okay. to read people when you're in a room or on a phone call, like in a room, it's easier because it's you know face to face. But reading somebody over email, or reading somebody over phone, it's tricky. Yeah, it is. Which is can't get tonality out of it. You can't, kind of. If you know the person, you can play that. You can kind of figure it out. Mm-hmm. But I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff. Um, it's the little, like there's a, there used to be a show called lie to me and it's based on actual science. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's based on science. I'm kind of obsessed about that. Like, I don't know what that is about. I just kind of like want to follow that path. Yeah. All right. It's fair. Yeah. Well, you've been nice enough to come onto the show and be our first face to face live interview. So I want to give you this time right now to talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, promote what you're doing, let people know where they can find you, let people know where they can send you hordes of cash. Whatever you want to talk about. I like about. hordes of cash. Yeah, everybody cash does. Stuff. I yeah, want bags of cash. Well, yeah, fine. Right. We're setting up a Patreon at some point so people can give us money for this show. Ooh. I don't know if they will, but we're going to set it up. You should, you should try, try and sweeten the deal. We'll make it cool. We'll give them <laughs> behind-the-scenes stuff or something. One of these days. Yeah, we'll make it good. Uh, well, you can find us at sumoheavy.com. That's the company. Um, and then all on social media is just Bart Mraz as a username on everything. On everything. Hit me up. <laughs> Always willing to answer questions for anything. Cool. Well, I thank you for coming on to the show. I think you've been a fabulous face-to-face guest. And may I say, you have quite the face for radio. Oh, thank you, sir.
I'm just kidding. You're a very handsome man, and I love you. So are you. Thank you. So for everyone out there listening, we really appreciate your time, your attention, and all of the love that you show us on all of the podcast platforms and for leaving us reviews and sending us bags of cash. And that last part isn't real yet, but if you'd like to, you can. Um, we're going to be introducing some new features soon, like uh, the ability for you to call in and tell us uh, what you think and give us answers to questions. I'm really excited cool. about that yeah, one. Yeah, it's going to be really cool. We're going to let people call in and give their answers to things. Uh, we are actively planning out our season two, which is going to be dope as all hell. And uh, we're even planning out season three a little bit too because we're forward thinkers. So um, keep listening. Keep loving us and keep sharing the episodes, especially this one, because I would venture to say that this episode is very shareable. That was so much fun. I can't even believe the guests that we get. I mean, can you believe the guests that we get? I can, actually. I schedule them. Awesome. Well done. Well, this episode for me was an absolute blast, and I hope everyone listening really enjoyed it. But now that we're in this fun little outro, what should people do next? Hmm. I think they should check us out on iTunes. Definitely go check us out on iTunes. And when you get there, subscribe, drop us a review, and then what's that one last thing we want them to do? I don't know. Share the episode. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's in the name. So please share this episode. Tell everyone you know. And we'll see you on the next episode of Shareable. Bye.